What is up, guys? You're tuning into this Okiru podcast. I'm your co-host Jasper, and we thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Okiru Apparel on Instagram, Okiru on Facebook, Okiru on YouTube, and also Okiru on major platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope you enjoy. Okay. But do you remember old lady who was in the eighties who got blacked out? Really? Yeah. Eighties old. What did you do? Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Eighties is the eighties or. Sixties or it was really old age. You wouldn't imagine it. No, nah, uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was just like, what the fuck? Did she get a black belt, man? Like, <laughs> holy shit, right? Damn. Crazy. Never too late, man. Yeah, fuck old stuff, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit, word. Like, yeah. I want to see. I want to see this. Wait, are we recording? Yes. Oh yeah, shit. Oh, that's oh, right. oh, okay. So, <laughs> 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 Introduce what is up, guys. Welcome to Okiru Podcast today. We got our boy Chris. We haven't seen him in a while, but he was one of our first podcast guests. It's good to have you on again, man. Yes. Good to be back. Yeah. So what's what's been happening on? Like what's been going on the the last year since we last saw you? Was it last yeah, year? Uh, wait. A year was it? Babe? Was it twenty twenty one or twenty twenty? Time is just like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's a blur now. Man. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you can see. I want to research what we're talking about. The old lady who got her black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious now. Yeah, let's see. Um, he got M uh, B J J black. I'll yeah. include what we talked about previously because I started oh, yeah, recording yeah, yeah, when we started yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah just so, include it, man. So they have context. <laughs> Sixty-five years old. That's 65 bad. yeah black belt man the, the, that's a good thing about um bjj is that you can actually do it into old age right mm. it, you can still succeed yeah. massively. wow because would you say in bjj it's why why would you be able to do it in the old age because that's still phys- a very physical thing right um like, it's mostly because it's not um you don't have to be super athletic to do it mm. anyone can do it right um because it's more about technique over athleticism like it's Mm. meant to be the person with the best technique can uh use good leverages in order to overcome someone with Mm. bigger and stronger you know what i mean yeah 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 nice Mm. like uh, even (laughs) because if you watch a lot of joe rogan like he talks about just how bjj is such a you know it's a a very technical sport Mm. bless you (laughs) bless you (laughs) friends But, um, and, you know, just because some guy looks big doesn't mean he's necessarily the best. No, nah, not a Sometimes chance. you can get, like, the skinny, scrawny guy that can just take that guy down, right? Yeah. Like, if you know mm-hmm. the technique, the right the right moves, how to do things, mm. and experiment with that, like, you can, you know, destroy anyone. Yeah, yeah. Because you can never really judge someone anymore. Like, yeah. you don't know if they might not be JJ, man. It's like, oh, shit, like, this guy mm. can fuck me up. <laughs> so yeah. I do be JJ. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with you, man. <laughs> like, anyone who says they have a black belt in... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I have the utmost respect for. Yeah, you could do it for so many years and put in like train almost every single day, you still won't get your black belt. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, is it that hard? To- it's it, like it's yeah, it's it's extremely hard to get it, and like um, there's different factors that go into being eligible for it, but it's mostly like a combination of how long you've been doing it. Um, like some people say, it's like to see. Like the instructor will see like how much of your own potential you're living. Mm. So like you could be a white belt 
like fucking everyone up. Yeah. But and you just started, but you're not going to get promoted just mm. because you're like fucking everyone up because you're yeah. not living to your potential yet. Like you have so much further to get. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, damn. Like that kind so of stuff. It's all about your potentiality. Yeah. Like, oh, damn. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy, man. Did you hear about, um, there's this BJJ guy that John, I always go back to John Rogan about BJJ because <laughs> yeah. I was listening and yeah. I was hearing about BJJ from him. Yeah. And there's one guy like that, that teaches BJJ. He's, I don't know if you've heard him, John Donahue. Yeah, yeah. And like mm-hmm. how he's like during the pen, this guy like trains every day, mm-hmm. like BJJ every day. And Probably then, maybe multiple times a day. Yeah, well. multiple times a day, every day. And like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy just what they do, man. Like anyone who comes out of his um, dojo or whatever you call it is just. I think they call it the death squad. The death squad, yeah. They're oh, just the like, they don't know her death squad. They're just yeah. like, yeah. fuck everyone up, right? Yeah. But, you know, so, you know, coming back from. <clears throat> Where we were since we last met, you were into powerlifting heavily, and now mm. that's completely changed. What made you have this decision to go from powerlifting to MMA now and have that focus? Mm-hmm. What what drove that? Well, I kind of <coughs> shit like in a sense. I'm just I shifted my career, mm-hmm. and I wanted my my athletic endeavors to at least have a return on investment. Yeah, towards. Mm-hmm my career at least and i i I moved to security Mm -hmm. so with security being better at protecting people Mm -hmm. in some sense and being able to defend yourself and yeah protect other people has it makes you a better security guard Mm -hmm. and in in my mind as well i kind of had a uh i don't know how cringy it might sound but like um what's it called like an identity shift where i wanted to see myself as like a protector Mm -hmm. of this in whether it's through my profession or through my day-to-day life i want to be able to protect my loved ones and protect people who need to be protected Mm um yeah and mma suits into that where it's like something i find extremely fun but it's also ties into my the what i see myself as Mm. in a sense do you consider doing you say you want to like have that protection Mm. you want to be a protector do you think maybe your thing might be best suited for a different profession as opposed to a security guard it could be yeah Mm. i was thinking possibly getting into the police force yeah um or even doing bodyguard stuff as well Mm. but right now this is where it's at yeah um we'll see how that progresses over Mm. time how's the so you talk about like that shift from being from powerlifting now to fighting because before you were also doing kickboxing correct yeah that was a long time ago like 2013 2014 mm-hmm. um then i moved to to powerlifting mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i got like initially i got into powerlifting um just because i was like initially a lot better at it than i was mm-hmm. at kickboxing mm-hmm. um at least in my eyes, but it's just, I got addicted to the progress and seeing how much better I did than my peers. And that's what got me excited into it. Cause back then I had little, like really low self-confidence mm. and I'm like, mm. I'm finally good at something. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is the only thing I'm good at. I might as well do it. Like that mm. kind of thing. And I just did it um, because it kind of filled that void in a sense. Mm. And then um, along the, yeah, I guess along the way it, it did teach me a lot of things and I don't regret it at all. Mm. But I realized towards the end of my time in powerlifting, I was kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, it was more just to like 
fill my ego mm. in a sense where like, oh, I want to, like, I want to be, I want to grab this record because I want to look, I want to, I want people to uh, look at me in a certain way, like have respect for me or blah, 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 that kind of mm. thing, rather mm. than just doing it for myself. Yeah. I was mm. doing it more to just impress others. Mm. So yeah, now I'm, I'm swapping over to this. And I'm doing it for something greater than my, myself, mm, mm, nice. like, which gives me insane amounts of motivation to continue doing it, <laughs> even when things get hard, because it's not, yeah, it's not just for me. Mm, mm, That's mm, awesome, mm. man. Uh, I was going to say, was there, was there a lot of things <clears throat> that you can do that you took from the powerlifting now that, you, that, now that you're doing like uh, MMA, is there a lot of things that you trend, that you can take from the powerlifting to yeah, think, massively. Like, um, I'd say body awareness. Like, yeah, body awareness is massive for that. So, um, being being able to control your body and like, yeah, just I'm sure you guys know what body, mm, body awareness mm, is. Mm. Um, as well as discipline. Mm. Uh, what else? Discipline. Um, knowing um, this, like, the sciences behind like all like athletic training in, in general mm -hmm. uh grit and determination and just like being able to knuckle down and like being able to flip a switch when you mm. need to mm. like um which is really good but yeah all of those things definitely had carried over into um into mma yeah yeah i imagine the amount of focus you need <clears throat> for mma like imagine being in a position where you can choked as hell and then like what do you do, do you, you panic where you have to yeah. you know get that focus back like yeah. what's it like you know being in those situations where you're getting getting choked the fuck out <laughs> like what do you do what is your mind um how is have you trained your mind to like be composed in those situations um you just <laughs> you you train your mind just by being in it very often mm. Um, you become desensitized to it and you realize like initially you're going to be like, oh, fuck, what do I do? This mm. is so uncomfortable. This is painful. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get tricked out or I'm, he's going to snap my arm or something mm. like that. Mm. Or I'm getting punched in the face, et cetera. Mm. Um, yeah, initially you get, you go into panic mode, but mm. when you keep doing it over and over and over and over again, you realize it's actually not as bad as you think. Yeah. Mm. And um, <clears throat> as well as you start to become more analytical in your mind, um, you start to think like, okay, um, instead of like, like, oh, shit, he punched me in the face and everything goes out the window. You start to think like, okay, let's defend here, defend mm. there, blah, blah, blah. How can I escape this? How can I escape that? That kind of mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And you, you have to be, yeah, very analytical about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it very scary coming back, back into the MMA, like fighting scene? Like, no, it was, it was actually exciting. Exciting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 honest. But you never had like that, um, when you... Or the, the very first time, did you have that? Oh, hundred percent. When I first uh, came into a kickboxing gym many years ago, um, or 2013 was the first time I went there. And I was just like kid coming from playing World of Warcraft 16 hours a day, like seeing like the head trainer there just screaming at all these athletes, <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking bash you if you don't do this. <laughs> like you, you're, you're an absolute dickhead, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like intimidated as hell by this like this trainer mm. yeah that was definitely yeah it's kind of mm. scary mm. but i just had back then i had like massive determination in my mind like i need to i need to change myself like yeah. massively 
So now, but now it's so much more different. Like it's you're just different. excited because mm, yeah. I, I know that it's like I've been there before, and as well as I don't know, just I know that it's all part of the process, mm. and so it's like I'm I'm just comfortable with that scenario now. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, man. Like I think I think if if I was to walk into the gym and I saw someone like you staying there, I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> oh, I think I'm gonna die today. today. <laughs> if yeah. I die today, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Whatever but, what everyone says though is that they like they notice is like the usually the biggest or strongest people at like any sort of gym is usually the nicest. Nicest, well. yeah, hundred percent. Because they don't have anything to prove. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. That's, that's true. so true. Yeah. No, sure. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, like that building the confidence through the the action of doing it and mm. through the amount you do it. That's how you build the, what's the word? Oh, fuck. The. It's like the practice. The practice, yeah, getting used to it. And mm. sometimes you just have to eat shit, man. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Like I was just realizing, man, I was like telling my missus, like, man, sometimes I realize you just have to eat shit. Like yeah. mm. sometimes I go into an interview, it's scary, but like. If you yeah. don't do it, you already lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you just do mm-hmm. it, you eat shit, you try to learn from that experience. Mm-hmm. Then exactly. you 100%. keep going, you have more mm-hmm. interviews, and then you like you get used to the like the feeling just, of the environment of what mm-hmm. it's like, right? You know, because yeah. you can't you can't just go into a situation expecting it to turn out the, the way you want to, especially mm-hmm. if it's the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, man, like there's not eat shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The times I learn most in the gym is when I eat shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure enough, like if I had some someone get me in a submission and they're about to rip my arm off, I'm like, uh, it's going to be permanently ingrained in my head. Yeah, yeah. Def- learn how to defend that that exact submission. Exactly, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It goes back to that question: like, can you learn without suffering? Mm-hmm. Like, can, is the only way of learning through suffering? And it was just like, <coughs> kind of is, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's, it mm-hmm. kind of is the only way to learn. <clears throat> and like you, if, if you mm-hmm. didn't eat shit with that move you wouldn't know how to defend it right exactly. if, you, if you, mm. you knew everything or maybe i might have the theory of knowing oh, how to do exactly. it exactly but unless you get put in that situation it's not going to be in, like you need to have like an almost an emotional attachment to 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 learn something like fully exactly mm. exactly right shit man mm. so you know i remember last time we talked like you were very ingrained in self-help and reading is that something you're still practicing is that something you're still i still doing? read but not as much as i mm. want to at least yeah, yeah. like but yeah uh i still yeah i haven't been i haven't been doing it as much as i'd like to yeah but i think it's just because i'm in a bit of a hectic period of my life and it's mm-hmm. just i i'm just caught in a little bit of a whirlwind right now yeah mm-hmm. um just with just changing careers and moving like mm-hmm. moving houses like non-stop the past couple months so yeah, it's like anytime I can find to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. But most of the time, my spare time is just being spent sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'd laughs> at imagine. the moment, at least. Yeah. All, uh, the, all the recovery. Like, yeah. You must have the recovery. 100%. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah, training, training a whole bunch and then working all the time. Yeah. Mm. It's, and then working shift work as well. So it's, yeah, it, it's a pretty hectic. Yeah, but sure. it's, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> really mm, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's how's that growth been from last year to where you are now? What's what, how do you feel as a person? Hmm. I don't feel. Have, as a person. You, have you noticed? Have you reflected on that? Like, man, like last year I've grown so much because of this, this, this. 
I haven't actually done the reflection. It's, it's good that you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, ways I've grown is that, um, let's see, I'm just trying to think of like outside athletic, just mm. athletic development. Um, well, I'm, I definitely have more work ethic than I used to, even mm. though I, like I still had um, good work ethic back before, but I think it's like, I've never had this level where I just feel like a, I'm, I'm almost like working all the time and like looking towards improving nonstop all the time. And I, it's hard to switch off now. I don't know mm. if that's a good or bad thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it can be, it depends on what your goals are. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that that's one side that I've grown at least in the past year. Mm. And um, yeah, that's, that's the main thing I can think of. Like I'd have to think about it, like reflect on it properly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, it's good that you bring that up. Like you can get to many different like opinions on this mm. some people will say oh man that's so unhealthy mm. like you're just gonna burn yourself out and mm. some people will be like i respect that like man just keep yeah. going all all the work you're putting is gonna pay off like yeah you keep on that i want to say the grind but you keep on that 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 workhorse that you you are mm. you have right now like you keep stay consistent as much as possible mm. so it's, it's kind of hard to listen to what yeah. what do you listen to right depends on what you want out of life exactly right? yeah yeah like, and your capacity uh, i guess yeah, of yeah, the exactly. person yeah yeah mm. so that's a good question what do you want out of life man mm. well what i want out of life is to create the most positive impact as i can mm. um before i die yeah mm. um so whatever way i can do that I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, so through what I'm doing now is um, yeah. Through what I'm doing now is just in a sense, just trying to continuously improve on my, my skill sets and improving myself so that I can better give back to other people. Mm. And yeah, I'm not sure what else to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. That's good. Mm. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, how did you imagine that before mm. and how do you imagine that now if you can like before i wanted to do it through um through powerlifting mm. and I, I like now that i'm like now that i'm swapping over to mma it's like and i'm basically <coughs> just just starting this endeavor i'm i'd I don't want to, I don't, I don't feel comfortable like swapping over my coaching services mm. to MMA because yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not like a authority in that. I'm, I'm not an expert in the subject yet. Mm. So it's going to take some time. So I want to get in the trenches and like mm. go through um, what I need to like, so I can like, so I can walk the walk when it comes to this and then eventually start teaching people about it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's further away further down the road, but it's just a journey that I want to go through at mm. least. And then in the meantime, while I'm doing this, while I'm working security, at least I can have a positive impact in making people feel safe yeah. mm -hmm. and sometimes even potentially saving people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, it's not my life's work to do security. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's just a stepping stone at this point yeah, in time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you been like in your job put in a situation where it's very dangerous or? Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There was a guy at the hospital um, re or not probably a couple of weeks ago that had a machete and um, he was in the psych, he was in the like the psychiatric ward, and um, he was yeah he was threatening a bunch of people with that. Oh, um, luckily, they were able to confiscate it off of him um, before he actually 
decided to do anything but yeah he mm. was like known for being an extremely violent individual as well mm-hmm. um in terms of other situations there's nothing too crazy in it's at least yet mm-hmm. um, it's mostly just being like the odd brawl here and there that yeah. we have to we have to break up mm-hmm. but yeah it's yeah it's not too bad so far mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes because yeah, yeah. ba- ballarat's not exactly super hectic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well hopefully you don't putting it yeah hopefully you don't get into those dangerous situations too yeah. often no yeah 100%. Mm. like um they don't uh, it's i prefer to avoid it as much as possible obviously but mm. it's like if it does happen it kind of like in a weird way excites me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as long as i don't get too badly injured yeah mm. that's a mess man yeah. mm-hmm. like as much as you want to protect everyone you're going to protect yourself too exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. i was gonna say it's like you know how you're talking about previously how like you have to have that that mental switch when you're fighting from like you know i'm, I'm thinking you're saying from being like calm and then to like really aggressive and mm. um when you're doing powerlifting and i know i noticed like when, when we were filming you there was like there's a lot of hype and like like thing to like get you really excited like getting the build like the build up before so yeah. the build up does does that like when you translate that into fighting and stuff like that mm. is it does it work or like it's it's more like what you're saying like switch that you had to kind of turn on and off because like i feel like in um do you what do you, like what do you mean like is in um does it work if i do that constantly oh well in yeah in fighting is like is that something that you can yeah yeah you feel like constant like in the gym and stuff like, like well, you, when you're fighting you the thing is like it's like it's you kind of you need to have the switch because you need to turn it off as well because you don't want to take your aspiring partner's heads off <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just snap their arm and just like like you'll you'll snap your training partner's arm and you're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> when in reality like you're meant to look after each other you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um but from it, it, do, it does have carryover in the sense if you do get in the ring it's going to be um, you need to have some level of aggression. You can't just be timid and mm-hmm. like relaxed. I mean, you you can you should be somewhat like relaxed and like and be present and all that kind of stuff. Trying to um, avoid having too much nerves, um, where it becomes crippling. Like some nerves is good in the sense that um, it kind of keeps you on your toes and like gets you a bit excited and like mm-hmm. um, you're not you're less likely to screw <laughs> up if you're like if if you are like that mm-hmm. um and you you take you'll be taking your opponent a lot more seriously if you're a little bit nervous as well mm-hmm. you're not going to just go into the match and just like think oh i'm going to beat this guy and then yeah. you just you don't take him seriously you just get knocked out yeah that kind of yeah. thing but yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. i kind of forgot I've, I've got the original question yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess what i was like okay i guess what i was trying to ask was you know when you see people fighting sometimes they say like you know you have to be calm like water <laughs> or something like that like very like cool-headed i guess which which one would be a better way to think during a fight you should be more likely to be calm uh you should be calm but you should have like almost like a f- very focused level of aggression not like a unbridled aggression where you're just trying to like mm. swing and swing and like don't care about your own safety kind of thing right like live your chin wide open as you're swinging punches it should be more like um f- yeah very focused um channeled aggression in right. A sense. Mm, right right it's a controlled very controlled. very controlled aggression mm-hmm. right yeah 
Because mm. it, it, in in a sense, it like it will help you get your adrenaline <coughs> pumping as well. Mm. And when your adrenaline pump is pumped, like you need some level of adrenaline if someone's like coming at you, yeah. especially if you're taking hits, you're gonna feel less pain when you have adrenaline as well. Yeah, mm. um, you'll hear of a lot of fighters they'll like they don't feel that much pain even though they're absolutely fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know until I mean? after the match, until after the like, match, they're like hobbling or once yeah, everything's yeah. gone, they're like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So how do? You, how, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how would you train that control? Hmm. Like I guess like hmm, never, like, never haven't thought about that for a while, but I, it. I'd say it's one through practice, which mm -hmm. is through anything. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, oh, geez. I'd say meditation definitely helps so that you can actually like mm -hmm. learn to be in control of your emotions. Like be able mm -hmm. to know when like you're, you're, you don't, you're experiencing a, um, an emotion that you don't want mm -hmm. and, that, and like you can catch yourself in the moment so you can start to try and channel that emotion that you do want. Yeah. In a sense. Mm -hmm. Um how do I say it? maybe visualization definitely helps a ton. Um yeah, mm -hmm. like that's something that's helped me massively is visualization. You kind of wanna visualize something that's gonna get you the the exact emotion you want, no matter mm -hmm. how dark that might that visualization might be. Mm -hmm. Um like uh I don't know if you guys have heard of um a guy named Eddie Hall. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like when he was gonna lift five hundred kilos, mm -hmm. he said that before. Um, he, he said that before the five hundred kilo lift, he was literally mm -hmm. in like I don't know what um, the uh, what like what's allowed to be said on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we've been swearing. Basically, he said that um, he he imagined that he was. There was like someone raping his, um, oh, his like yeah, one of his family yeah. members, yeah. and he had to lift the, the guy, mm. like or like rip the guy yeah, off of yeah. him, and then that's he was doing mm. that through a deadlift, yeah, yeah. and mm. you could see before his five hundred kilo deadlift, he was absolutely going insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I remember level. seeing that his like yeah. his eyes were bulging, bulging out of his like, <laughs> yeah. and then he was just like bleeding like mm. everywhere. Mm. Apparently, his um his blood pressure was literally unreadable. Yeah. Fucking hell. That sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. dangerous. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, he was able to do it, but mm. he said that like he would, if he kept that up, that's why he had to retire because I'm um, pretty sure his health was just completely down the drain. Yeah. He said if he kept this up, he probably would have died. Yeah. Mm. Like all the doctors were just, yeah, mm. just telling him like, you got to stop, you got to stop. Mm. And his family was like, his family life was suffering massively because yeah. of all the sacrifices he had to make um, mm. in order to get to that level at the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there could be a healthier way to visualize that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Sometimes, like yeah. <laughs> you fuck around with your mates at the gym, and they'll be like, they're spotting you, and be like, oh, imagine this way. He's like, your your partner or something is like getting crushed. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. And it's like, what would you think about that? Like sometimes for me, if I just visualize me lifting that weight, then. Mm. It, when I do, I was like, that oh, helps shit, as well. That helps, yeah. right? Mm. Because you're visualizing success in your mind. Exactly, right? Mm. And it's just like Michael Jordan, like, you'll visualize doing that free throw, that fadeaway shot, and he gets it in. Yeah. It was wow. a very extreme example. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, it's like, it <laughs> kind of, you kind of need extreme measures almost for those extreme um, ath athletic feats. Yes, you know what I mean? That was, he was the first man to ever do that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So mm -hmm. you, you need that extreme measure for sure. Mm. Yeah. Something that's uncommon to 
everything else. Un- right? Uncommon is like an understatement because yeah. um, I think back that athletic feat back then was like unimaginable because yeah. mm. before that, I think the world record was like 460 something kilos. Mm. And mm. like in the strongman world, it was literally known as like, um, everyone was saying that like, no one's going to reach 500 kilos within the next few generations. Mm. And then it went from like 465 all the way to 500 kilos in one, like from one competition to the next. And yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was his record as well. That was his it? record as yeah. well. So it's yeah. like it, absolutely Crazy. insane. Like the whole, mm. um, the whole strength world went absolutely bonkers. Mm. Like, um, yeah, because it's it's almost unheard of that kind of progress at that level. Mm. Yes, um, yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah, um, mm. that's uncommon is definitely an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. but then have that controversy with Thor though. Yeah. <laughs> now they got the boxing match coming up. Yeah, uh, is that actually happening? Yeah, yes. Oh, it's, it's like it was supposed to be, I think last, last year. It was supposed yeah, to be last, last year, year, but um, Eddie Hall like tore his bicep off the bone oh. throwing a punch. Oh god! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he had to get surgery. So much oh. weight, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of weight and power. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's like with me. Like I did a powerlifting program and I was like, fuck, this feels really cool, like lifting these weights. And after that program, I did it a second time. And on that second cycle, I was like, man, my body's destroyed. Fucked. Like, and I just had to stop. It was a, it's a six week, six week program. And then on the fourth, fifth week, I was uh, Candido. Oh, Candido. Yeah. Yeah. On the fourth, fifth week, I was like, man, my body's gone. Like, I can't do it's a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> um, Yeah, that, that's pretty, it's pretty standard one. Um, yeah. I wouldn't advise that one for someone actually trying to get into powerlifting. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like more of just a beginner strength training program mm. in my, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Well, it was, it was just like a recommended one by my, my other powerlifting mates that yeah. did it. And I was like, all right, may as well try it. Yeah, it's the like, general recommended yeah, one for yeah. people just like looking to get into it without having to pay for a coach kind right of thing. yeah I'd, I'd imagined yeah but like after that i was kind of like you know stuff this i'm done with lifting heavy weights <laughs> and now i've just been focusing on like form and trying to strengthen everything else because yeah. longevity is my priority now i don't give a be. shit about yeah it should be right i don't care about who can lift 300 kilos or 200 kilos it doesn't matter to me anymore man like yeah. you can lift that far respect but i just want to be able to you know have my body at 60 years old and like still be able to be mobile and walk around man mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know just that mindset shift different mm-hmm. um different strokes for different folks exactly mm-hmm. different strokes for different folks man yeah. so because mm-hmm. i definitely have had my fair share of injuries in powerlifting yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah. yeah what about now like in, in like your mma is it are you getting injured or anything like that? Or not at the moment less? because I'm not. Um, I haven't done any <clears throat> training camps where it needs to be super intense, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't done that much hard sparring yet. Mm-hmm. Like um, because I need to get my grappling up to par mm-hmm. um, for the moment. So yeah, we'll see. It's 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 fine so far. I think the like the almost only the. The closest I got to injury with MMA is doing stretching <laughs> so far. Stretch. Yeah, I was doing like a side, like doing side split routine. And all I felt was like a, a in the side of my left knee was like a, I could hear it like a loud rip. <laughs> oh God. And it feels okay now, but I haven't gotten to a side split since. And yeah. that was like probably 
four days ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens when I get into that same position Jeez. if it's gonna if it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Because it didn't hurt when that I heard that rip, but then my knee mm. felt all funky afterwards. So I'm oh assuming it might have been a ligament. Yeah. That might have be might have tore or something. I heard I like flexibility <laughs> is like a really good thing to have in BJJ. It's massively good. Have you been doing like anything to help with that, like yeah. yoga or anything? Um, there's um, an online stretching routine that I've been doing that's called uh, hyperbolic stretching routine, which is like it's it's a paid one, but um, it's basically um, a front a front split a side split routine, and I think they got. Um, upper body stretching routine, but I haven't been doing that. Mm. <laughs> just been focusing purely on side splits, just so I can get my high, uh, my head kicks again. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it works great, so I can do my head kicks again. It's, yeah, it's yeah. nice. <laughs> um, what's it called? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's called a pike, um, where you can bring your head down to your knees uh, oh, with like right. straight legs, right? Right. Oh, like yeah. the hamstring mobility. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what else? There's the upper body pike. Yeah, it's it's mostly those. Um, and then they got like the the further stretching routine, which is like once you've achieved the side splits and the front splits, you can take it even further and do like the over splits where like, oh, how do I describe it? It's like you're in like an upright position, like doing the front splits, for example, and you can bring your feet up further up like that. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Are you able to achieve like the the side split the front no. split no, uh, no not fully like i can i can get sort of close mm. um but mm. it just it takes a lot what like when you're trying to push lifting because mm. i'm still trying to maintain getting stronger but doing that while trying to do the side split routine at the same time it's kind of like you'll do you'll get some progress and then it kind of reverts it back a little bit and then you get more yeah. progress and reverse back a little bit so mm. i just need to do it for a bit longer like i'm mm. making a lot of progress on it um before I could barely get my feet past shoulder width. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then right. like now I can pretty much almost touch a floor, which is good. Damn. Ooh, shit. Nice. That took about 30 days of doing that. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, 30 days of doing it, like to get to that point. Like, yeah. So I reckon another 30 days, I'll probably get a full size split. Nice, nice. Which would be fun. <laughs> how, how do you increase your flexibility? Is it just more just like stretch until it hurts? And it's nah, t- like, it's, um, what's the... The, well, the, what they do in that stretching routine is um, it's a thing called um, PNF stretching, um, which stands for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation, which is just a fancy way of saying um, like contract and contract and release kind of thing, contract and relax. Um, so it's like, let's say um, you're doing hamstring. So you stretch your hamstring, you stretch your hamstring out. And like you get to a certain point here, you get to like your end range of motion, like as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. And then you push your heel into the ground. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically trying to tense the hamstring as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And then once you tense it, you you, you let you relax and you can actually go further into the stretch. Oh. So you're almost like tricking your brain into mm-hmm. being able to actually go further than it normally can through just general static stretching. Right, right, right. Hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you'll do that, but you won't do it too. You won't do that. You won't do the contract and relax too many times in a row because um, eventually, it, like it can, you can get a bit too far for like your body's capability, and you might end up like tearing something. So mm-hmm. you want to do it like I think it was up to like a maximum of five five times, like five contractions, and then you sit in that stretch for like ten seconds. Once you've done the five contractions, and then you just stop mm. <laughs> otherwise you, your muscles get really fatigued as well 
after it, after the yeah. thing, you just feel like being dead. It's, a proper, it's almost like a, it's a straight up workout. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Man. Now, have you done yoga before? Like in a session? I've never done a formal like yoga Christ. session before now. Oh, really? I want to try it so bad. But I, I definitely need it in some areas. Um, like my upper body is just tight as hell, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Definitely try it. I'll see if we can, because we might have a class on Saturday, Saturday if you're free. I'll ask, see if we can get you to come in. Yeah, see what happens, man. Yeah. The 12th, um, right? 12th. 10.30. Oh, no, no. Oh, like, what day is it? 12th. The 12th. Yeah, yeah the 12th. 12th. March. Saturday the 12th I'll see if I can you know maybe we can get you in that that class if you're free um just yeah. so you can see what it's like yeah man but mm. yeah I remember when um our mate did it Lim mm. he's like I was sweating my balls off JP was sweating his balls off and Lim was like oh, was it hot yoga or was it regular yoga regular yoga and he's like oh you guys are sweating like that was just that was just like a very easy I Imagine mean, like, hot, oh, hot yoga dude yeah, I want to oh, try it, but I'm, I want to try it as well. But I'm probably gonna pass it. <laughs> yeah, I want to get a bit better at yoga and then yeah, probably try, try hot yoga and then you know see where that goes. But mm. yeah, that that class that he said was just like a very novice class it was like so hard to do, and I was like, man, mm. yoga is really like it's pretty tough if you've never done it before. 100%. Yeah, especially if you're really stiff as well. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you weightlifters. If I went straight into yoga. Like off the just off of powerlifting, uh, before like before where I'm at now, I would have died. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. Right? I would have straight up died. Mm. It's so crazy how stiff you can get from just lifting weights, but then you realize mm. how important it is to get that flexibility through these movements, right? With the, when it comes to powerlifting, it's um you almost like purposely get stiff in certain areas because mm. um if you have too much range of motion then you're not going to be able to produce as much force. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. So that's why <clears throat> powerlifters specifically will, a lot of them will be pretty stiff, but they'll only be flexible in certain, in certain yeah, yeah, areas. Yeah. Like for example, someone who's a sumo deadlifter is going to be, have a pretty flexible groin, <laughs> but they'll be like stiff in their glutes, et cetera. And they're stiff mm. in their core and their trunk. Um, like, you'll notice almost every powerlifter will not be able to rotate very far like this because mm. they they only they they need to not like if you rotate at all when you're lifting you're gonna injure your spine yeah you know what i mean so they're mm. very strong in anti-rotation mm. like, like so they're not gonna be able to do those yoga poses yeah. and stuff very much no way you know what i mean does that create a lot of imbalances in your body it like, can yeah yeah and like, um, that's why a lot mm. of um what's it called a lot of powerlifters will have specific accessory movements where they have to address those imbalances. Mm, right, right, right. Otherwise, they're gonna just be in a lot of pain. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were doing that a lot during your powerlifting days. Like supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I got injured so much. <laughs> Jeez. Because mm. oh, yeah, I always hear about like I guess I saw this article. I, just, I didn't read the thing. I just read the article of the the title of the thing, and it just said like, "Oh, like bo uh, bodybuilding is actually bad for your posture oh, <laughs> and stuff really? like that." I don't know because I didn't read the thing, but I was like, "Oh, don't I guess believe like, every article, man." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I don't know, but like, yeah. Yeah, I guess Facebook? when you when you just mentioned it, like about like the imbalances and stuff like that. Yeah, Facebook, yeah, Facebook, yeah. Billy, Facebook, yeah, man, they know everything. Tumor yeah. cures cancer <laughs> and COVID. <laughs> Doing so just where you get the. Yeah. So doing just bodybuilding might actually um, be bad for your um, can be bad for your posture in a sense. Mm. But if you if you do like corrective exercises that mm. which is still part of bodybuilding in a sense, yeah, yeah, um, mm. you you can fix your posture pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you've got to look out for those little things. Little things, yeah. man. The little things, man, just, can make the biggest differences. Don't mm. only train chest and biceps. <laughs> and, then chest completely, and then completely neglect your back. Because <laughs> then you'll be like hunched over like this. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, bodybuilding's bad for you. Mm. Like, no, because you're not training your back. Exactly. Like, look yeah. at that. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it's like My back's like, <laughs> It's like those guys that go use their oils in their thing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh synthol oh, injections. Oh, yeah, synthol, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, That's gross, man. That's gross, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it, though, because it's like, I understand that they want bigger muscles or whatever, but it doesn't even look like they have bigger muscles. Yeah. yeah. It just looks like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the first yeah. time I saw that, I'm like, I was like, what in the world? Because you don't have the strength either. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, you don't like, have strength. You don't have look. You don't anything. have the look. Yeah. <laughs> you just look like a That's balloon. No point. No point, yeah. yeah. You just look like a meat balloon. <laughs> <laughs> not a meat. You had a meat balloon. Exactly. Not a meat yeah. balloon. It was all that fake synthetic shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a specific diet you're following? for At the moment, um, it's nothing special. It's just get my necessary amount of protein mm. in, and then the rest is kind of like what generally whatever I want within reason though. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I eat junk food almost every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I could hit my calorie, um, my calorie intake while doing MMA and like training so much. Mm. Oh, um, because my, my daily intake just to maintain my body weight averages between anywhere to five to 6,000 calories depending on the day. So it's like there's 6,000 calories because there's a lot of cardio, like yeah. and a lot of training. So it's like, and I weigh a lot as well. So I'm, mm. I'm nearly 120 kilos. So mm. yeah, it, it takes a lot of calories to sustain me. Mm. <laughs> so, What's like the daily food that you would eat? You said you eat a lot of junk food. Was that like burgers, pizzas? What a servo food, honestly, man. Really? Yeah. Meat pies and meat stuff pies. like that. Meat, meat, meat pies, sausage rolls. Um, uh, like sushi and stuff. Um, what else? I'll probably go to, or in, not, it's not necessarily junk food, but like my, a lot of go-tos is like the Woolworths roast chicken. Mm. I'll like, I'll have like one of those a day. Um, what else? Do you ever eat like, um, just things to get calories in? Like what do you call it? Just like sh do nah. a shake and nah. no shakes nah, anymore? Well. Like, nah. cause then if I do that, even with, <clears throat> Even if my calorie intake is six thousand, I'll I'll be I'll be hungry. Like oh, if I, have, right, I yeah. need to like I need to be satiated through um, eating like lots of food. Mm -hmm. yeah. Damn. <laughs> how much like how much in a day like hours are you eating? But I guess you, you can, I guess you eat like pretty quickly though. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like all the hours, man. But nah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it usually takes me, I'll, I'll probably eat like three times a day, but it's averaging about, yeah, 2,000 calories a meal. Mm. Um, it'll probably take me like 10 minutes to eat a meal. <laughs> oh, damn, you stop it. I eat really quickly. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> the crazy all, thing is you're like, like, even though you eat a lot, mm. and I, I remember like seeing you eat like, like I remember you ordered like food and then you're just like, mm. oh, is that for everyone? <laughs> 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 But yeah, like you, you lost like so much weight from yeah. like just your transformation from now, and it, like even seeing you from 
a year ago like to now like you're, you're just getting more and more ripped yeah. <laughs> it's just like crazy <laughs> like man <laughs> kind of what happens when you train a lot i guess yeah <laughs> how many yeah. days a week do you train and how many hours of um, those days so i average anywhere between five to six days a week of training um actually no it would be pretty much six days all the time mm. whether like in terms of MMA training, it would be five to six days. But in terms of just training altogether, it would be six days. Um, and I'd average between anywhere between oh, three uh, three to five hours a day um, in terms Damn. of training. Yeah, And mm. there'll be the most time-consuming one would be um, – actually, no, they're both equally time-consuming. I was going to say <laughs> um, weight training. I thought I was, I was about to say that weight training is a bit more time-consuming, but – it's not really because <laughs> mm. um, MMA training is anywhere but like two to three hours on average. Mm. And then weight training is anywhere between like two to three hours also. Actually, <laughs> I just but um, I'll do them both on the same day. I won't do like, I, I should split it up, but I just don't have the time. Mm. Um, mm. Like normal, ideally I'll do it morning, one morning, one night, but don't have the luxury of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the what's your average day look like? Average day, if I'm if I'm working, it'll be. Oh, actually, it's pretty hard to say my average day is because I'm on call and it's like shift work. Mm. Like, let's say I'm working in the nighttime. Um, let's say I'm working at 10 p.m. It'll be like for a night shift. I'll wake up uh, at like whatever time, like maybe 11, 10, 11 a.m. <laughs> and um, I'll have my food, etc., um, And then I'll prepare for, I'll probably go to the gym to lift weights at probably about 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m.-ish. Mm. I'll finish that. Um, yeah, I'll, fin I'll finish, I'll, I'll do that for a couple of hours. I'll finish that around maybe 5, 5.30-ish at the latest. Like if I finish it at 5.30 I'll, or 5, 5.30, I'll be taking my sweet ass time. Mm. But um yeah, because training would be at 6.30 for MMA. So, yeah, I'll do that. So I'll train weights, chill for a bit, like in between, maybe for like half an hour to an hour, and then go straight to MMA training, which is at 6.30. Mm. And then from 6.30 to 8.30 would be um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and then striking. Sometimes I'll have uh, like one-on-one PT sessions before that, before um, the initial training starts. So it'll be three hours of MMA training. So it'll be, uh, what was it? 5.30, I'd do the one-on-one. Yeah. And then 6.30, I'd have the class. And then the 7.30, I'd have the next class. Yeah, which 8.30. Yeah. Then 8.30. Um, 8.30 to, I'll go straight home, get dressed, chill for a bit, go to work. And then mm. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. How was that? You know, from your last <coughs> way of doing things per day, mm. how's that? What, what was the transition like? Was it hard or was it already kind of normal for you to? Oh, it was, it was somewhat hard, but like um, before, because I was just on my own terms, mm -hmm. um, I'd kind of just wake up whenever. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll go to the gym whenever. Mm. And then when it comes to doing check ins with clients, I'd generally do it towards the nighttime if i if if i can if i can get it out of the way in the morning i'll do it in the morning yeah yeah but there was no massive pressure to get it done there's like i always tell my clients that i'll do the check-in whatever day they're actually um scheduled to do it mm -hmm. yeah okay
Mm. It's not. It was. It's not. Honestly, not too crazy. It's like nothing that I couldn't handle. Yeah. So I don't know. I, like, because when you say it's hard, it's like I don't know. Like in my mind, it's just like life is hard in general. So like, true, true. Mm. So it's like it's just a normal challenge of life. Yeah, yeah. I just have that. That's the way I kind of perceive it in my head. Mm. That's so a good way. Nothing out it. of the, not, nothing out of the ordinary per se. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I I imagine that takes a lot of toll in your body training. Like it's roughly six hours a day. How do you up to up to six hours <laughs> yeah, a day? That's that's right. a, that's like if I said I train six hours a day, I'd feel like I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, up to yeah. six hours a day. It's still a lot of you're yeah. going from uh, with lifting then to straight training. Like yeah, how's that? Uh, lifting and then MMA training. Lifting and then yeah. MMA mm-hmm. training. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get what you mean. But how's that? You know, affected? Has it affected your mental in any way, or what have you done to? kind of protect yourself or to increase your capacity to be able to you know not let those feelings overwhelm you feelings like of bur- burnout or you know extreme tiredness because you know, um, you, you're training you're like up to six hours a day and then going doing to so work. much yeah, yeah. yeah. So. because um i have that one i have that strong sense of um like purpose behind it all mm. like that that gives me a reason to always push through the through that burnout or mm. like through the times when it feels tough yeah most of the time i actually don't even feel that uh, i don't feel that at all i don't get like nice. i'll get one of those like, sessions where i don't feel like i don't feel like turning up because i'm so tired mm. probably once every couple of weeks max yeah. like mm. maybe i think in the past four months i've probably had only two of those sessions mm-hmm. um so i don't know for me personally i just I think, yeah, that strong sense of purpose underneath. And then if you need a high level of fitness, obviously to be able to do it and it's not going to like destroy you. Yeah. So I had to build myself up pretty slowly to that. Mm. It took me about, because before I even decided to transition to MMA, I was building up my aerobic capacity for like six months. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I was just doing it as part of my body. Like, yeah. I was just like doing a bodybuilding phase for a little bit. And I was thought I I thought like ah oh, let's get my um, my cardio up just so I can um, have more work capacity in the gym mm. so I can do more volume and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I started to feel like when I started to feel fit again, I'm like holy crap I can walk up a flight of stairs and it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> like um and then I, I started to get excited about like hey I wonder what it'd be like if I go back into martial arts mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, and then I had this whole little existential crisis <laughs> for a little bit. Um, but yeah, then made the transition to MMA. Um, but I had the baseline of fitness there already, um, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you need that. It, you need to be very fit if you if you don't want, like if to do that and yeah, not burn out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It's yeah. Such a like, so much work, man. Yeah, like, especially training for so long. Mm. like i see it as like i see it for me personally as my my um like meditation almost like Mm. the my escape from the world Mm -hmm. like everyone has their own little escape for me that's training like that's the way i don't have to deal with my issues for two minutes (laughs) you know what i mean or not two minutes but like Mm. in this case up to six hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah right man um you know we talked about that existential crisis do you think that gave you because of it 
or it was contributed to finding your passion behind that purpose 100 man yeah i need to i need to if i want to go into any venture in my life at all i have to give it my all and mm. the only way you can give it your all is if you have a strong <laughs> a strong purpose yeah. for doing what you're going to do yeah because yeah. Mm. that's what's going to get you through all those um moments of doubt mm. all those times where you don't feel like turning up because if you if you're doing it for very superficial reasons you, you're not going to you, you're going to find like you don't really care that much like exactly. because it's not mm. i don't know how else to put it besides like the superficial um reasons aren't going to give you like that stronger motivation motivation for the long term yeah true it's very short-lived very very short-lived like yeah. for example someone wants to go to the gym because they want to look good for girls or something yeah mm. like initially they might do that and then what happens when they do get the girl? Mm. They get fat as hell. <laughs> exactly right. You know I mean? mm. They needed some other reason besides getting a girl to, if they want to actually stay in the gym for the long term, because yeah. once, once you get what you want, then what what happens next? Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know? exactly. Yes. Like um, when, when I found my missus, I was like, oh, get ready for the relationship games. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, yeah, we're going to enjoy our food, but I'm not going to slack off at the gym and stuff. Mm. Yeah. There's, that's not going to be a reason for me mm. to think, right? Mm. Um, for you, it was like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you feel like getting more, more and more fit. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting fat. And like sometimes no. I come over and she's like, oh, did you get more muscle? I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> I swear I'm more fat. Like I check the weights, I'm like, I'm getting like five kilos. And like, I do get more muscle. muscle. Man. Five kilos of muscle. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. But, you know, coming back to that, Oh, who's fine? What was uh, sorry if I'm intruding into mm. that personal space, but fine. what was that existential crisis like for you? What was that experience? It was just trying to find um, a strong. It was just trying to find what my identity was because mm. my identity back in the day was just like I'm a powerlifter yeah. kind of thing. It's like I. I I realized I needed an identity that didn't tie down to what I do. Yeah, like yeah. just my my career or what my hobbies are or mm. like my what I want to do for like in terms of athletic endeavors. Mm. I needed something like deeper than that. Yeah, and it took me a while to figure out what that was for mm. myself. Yeah, and I wanted to figure out what my natural inclinations were. Mm. What so, what is something that I'm good at, mm. and I've. I found that for me being a protector and having my identity more tied to that um, was something that I wanted to pursue. Yeah. And like, for example, if I had, um, if I had the superficial goal, like pursuing MMA of just like, oh, I want people to think I'm a sick cunt. Yeah. What happens if people think I'm a sick cunt when, like outside of MMA? Exactly. I'm like, do I have any more reason to do MMA? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so for me, mine is like, I want to be a protector and like, how can I be like, how can I be a better protector? Okay. I need to learn to be able to defend myself mm. and defend others. Yeah. Let's do that through MMA. But also in the meantime, while doing MMA, I want to see how far I can take it because mm. it's something I really love yeah. and I have a like competitive passion for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's a double, it's a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> I just had this thought just now, like when you were talking about you had been that existential crisis and that contributed to finding your purpose and passion. Mm. Like, do you think possibly some people who don't know what their passion or purpose is are too afraid to find themselves in those places of existential crisis or 
just in this deep place of you know feeling lost because I feel like mm. last year at the end of the year I had I went through some deep shit as well like I was spiraling down bad and mm. I kind of just lost myself but then through it I became so much better and I just saw a bit more clarity in life yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of that going back to that suffering is is necessary for that growth mm. like any time for me personally like that I've gone through the the like lowest points of my life it's like what'll happen next is I start like skyrocketing towards the higher point of my yeah. life mm-hmm. um so like it sounds it can sound weird to some people but like I almost get like pretty excited when I go through a low point in my life because I see this is like this is the next challenge like yeah. kind of thing because yes. I know once I get out others on the other side of this I'm going to be so much better as a person yeah. like I know um it, it, yeah it, it can sound weird and like i don't know like it's i, I don't think it's a normal mentality to have mm. <laughs> but um it's what gets me through day to day like it's my coping mechanism mm. at mm. least i like that type of mentality mentality though like when you face something it's it's a challenge more than oh, it's a loss like yeah it's something that you know you got to gain like in the in the long like in the end you got to gain something yeah yeah, yeah. exactly I think it's um, what's it called? Like over, like initially when you're younger, you experience these low points, and you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to get out the other side." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to make it through this. Um, why did why is this happening to me? Why is that happening to me, etc. But like, once you make it out on the other side of that, you start to gain that bit more confidence in yourself mm-hmm. to actually know that you can make it through these low low points. Yeah, and then like when you get to the next low point, you have that bit more confidence, you have a bit more of a game plan to get out of mm. it and it just gets easier and easier to get out of low points. Uh, like it, it's never easy at all because it's a low point. Yeah. Mm. But like now I'm at the point that like as we get older, we all experience a lot of low points from time to time. So mm. it's like if you come into it with a mentality that like you're going to gain something from it, like you said, you know, it's so much better. Like... It's, mm. it's so much better and and you really do actually gain something from it because you're coming from them you're coming from the mindset and seeing it through the lens that like this is a way to improve myself yeah mm. or that growth mindset you know yeah. there's always going to be this ebbs and flows of life man exactly. like, you have to accept it man you have to accept it and failure is not fatal man like mm. just because you're reaching this low point um doesn't mean further down the track it won't get better for you mm. right it's that that saying the greater struggle the greater victory imagine winning something when the struggle was so hard how much more successful do you feel mm. whereas mm. if it was so easy and there was no resistance to it it doesn't feel as accomplishing you know yeah, exactly so it's you know, just being able to understand that the struggles and the difficulties they're they're not there to to try and stop you from what you're doing they're there to increase your capacity mm-hmm. as a person and you know to get that growth yeah. like what mm-hmm. we said sometimes you gotta eat shit like you mm-hmm. just accept the, the shit that you eat man yeah. mm-hmm. and then when you eat that shit you don't want to <laughs> eat that shit anymore it's like shit what do i do to avoid eating no. that shit again or yes. as you get older you and you go through eating the shit, you get better at eating shit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you start with hands, now you get spoon and fork, man. And something you eat with chopsticks, bro. You, put, you sprinkle some stuff on top of it to make right? it more nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, man. This is my wine. 
I just have gravy. Man. <laughs> the analogy kind of works. <laughs> it does. It does work. It does work. That's yeah. a disgusting analogy. <laughs> We're gonna make this on the highlight for sure. Yeah, Instagram yeah. highlights. Oh yeah. Make sure you eat. Sprinkle that. Just add some chili flakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta oh. spice it up a bit. <laughs> spice it up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just visualizing in my mind, man. Just a massive turd on the plate. <laughs> just embrace it, man. Just, just embrace it. it. <laughs> embrace the flavors. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drink to that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was actually going to ask, like, when we were talking about, like, going down from failures and rising up from it, one thing that actually you um what you didn't have last time we saw you to now yeah. is that you're you got a tattoo of a phoenix <laughs> oh, on but yeah you're like you have this tattoo of a phoenix i do rising up from the ashes, ashes. rising from the ashes so <laughs> what's, what's the reason why you, why you got that tattoo and it looks very sexy by the way yes um <laughs> For me personally, the reason I got it was um, it to me it represented my own uh, my self improvement journey, my my journey to becoming a man, um, which is going from rising from the, you rise from the ashes and you turn into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so, in my sense, it's like going through my lowest point I ever did in my life, where I was suicidal, and then flipping that switch and saying to myself, I need to make something out of myself. Otherwise I'm, and I never want to feel this way again. Otherwise you know, I'll end up into turning into nothing uh, or becoming nothing. So that's representing my journey and it's just an ongoing journey and mm -hmm. just try and become as big and bright and beautiful as I can. <laughs> You're you know very I mean? bright, big, bright and beautiful, my friend. <laughs> Damn, sexy. <laughs> and you're on fire, bro. He's an actual flame. But damn, it's like sick. But yeah, um, you mentioned from that rising from the ashes of that suicide to where you are now. How many years has it been since that when you had those thoughts? Nine years. Nine years. Nine years, yeah. Nine years. Mm -hmm. But you eventually got out of it, right? I got and out I'm of sure it. I'm yeah. sure those those years those first few years were insanely hard, like to get out of like mm. I was yeah, that were, they were the hardest. Like it's always hard when you're starting something, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like yeah, the further I'm getting into my growth like journey like towards growth is um it gets easier to improve yourself in different areas because mm. you know the process you know mm. what i mean and you have more confidence in yourself to know that like um uh, to stick to the process yeah. um even if it's hard because like you'll as long as you like improving bit by bit by bit by bit even like in i can't remember what book it was i think it was atomic habits where they tell you to improve one percent every day mm. well there's a general saying yeah actually. it's a general saying um improve one one percent every day because yeah, if as long as you're doing that, you you can improve exponentially over time. Mm. Um, but mm. in, from the day to day, it feels like nothing. Yeah, mm. but I guess that's common knowledge now. <laughs> common knowledge now, right? Very common knowledge. But it's like something that people. It may be common knowledge to know that, like intellectually, but mm. people don't actually put into practice, practice a lot of the time. Just because mm. it's common knowledge doesn't mean it's common practice. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 
that's the hard part man mm. making mm. like we can <laughs> i heard this all of us were kind of obese n- with knowledge but mm. we're not i was actually fit. obese back in the day but you know some of us are majority of us are just obese in knowledge but mm. not fit in practice, practice. Wow. exactly yeah it's so hard true. yeah right mm. and that's why it's is that a saying from somewhere yeah, I heard it in the audio. Ah, yeah, yeah, a podcast, yeah. another podcast. But it's good though, like you have it ingrained in your head, the back of your head. You're not even sure where you got it from, but yeah. it's mm. it's there and you like you have the knowledge of that now. Yeah. Well, then, you know, that's why like for me, I try to read and or listen to some something that I can learn every day. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a short 10-minute segment, at least I'm using my my brain to learn something and mm-hmm. it might not stick to me my subconscious consciousness but it might stick to my subconscious and eventually yeah. sometimes it'll just come out like something will activate it and i'll just pull it forward it's like oh wait i just had this thought you know yeah. it's like that saying how do you know what you really know mm, you exactly. don't really know yeah. what you really know until what you need what needs to be known has to be has to be asked right yeah right. yeah that's why i always think to myself it's like um like I, I feel like I know a lot less than I actually do. Yeah, and then right. when someone asks a question, it's like all these knowledge flows that I was nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All the stuff right. that you learned back com- then. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot I knew that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. So I was reading his book. It was I think it was called Peak Mind. Mm. How we all have a flashlight. Like mm. we're, we're all searching for something. It's mm. all in the room. Yeah. But once you put the flashlight on it, that's when we'll find it. Yeah. And or it's like a like a computer. We have yeah. tons of folders. Mm. We won't know what we're actually looking for until we look through those folders that we need yeah. to find. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in order for that to happen, something needs to be asked or a prompt needs to be said yeah. so that it can be like filtered. So it's through. like the command needs to, yeah, yeah, needs to be done. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, you know. I like the analogy, the um, especially the flashlight one. Because like it's like the yeah the room the the room's there yeah. but you just got to put the flashlight to find what you yeah, want in the room exactly kind of so I think she she spoke about us having two flash we got a flashlight and a floodlight mm. so the flashlight is that focused thing whereas mm. the floodlight is like a massive broad yeah, yeah. so you see more but it's less focused yeah. mm. um, but yeah it's like it's really interesting to look into these things like I, I've been reading a lot more on, uh, like neuroscience and then um stuff with trauma and mm. it's very interesting to to listen about right like you yeah, just learn so much it's actually, that stuff like um kind of similar to the stuff that i'd like i've read about in like recent months oh really and like uh human nature in general as well all right mm. well, what book have you read about human nature uh the laws of human nature oh yeah by robert green is it good nice yeah it's pretty good so far yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. um it's a 600 page book oh, so it's, um, i'm taking it pretty slow and not only the the is a 600 page book but it's very very small lettering in each page oh, so it's like very filled out pages so it's like a bible what's yeah. the laws of human nature yeah. so yeah that's very interesting yeah wow what are some of the things that are in the, in the book like key things that you've taken so far from it um damn um like because it's been few months since i read it but um like learning about how to spot narcissists in general Mm. and like just the different types of people um like different insecurities people have i would not be able to like remember all the stuff off the top of my head i'd have to reread it yeah 100 it's so very like uh, what do you call it it's it's such a so much detail so much detail and everything Mm. and like like i kind of 
uh, when I was reading through it, it was kind of a bit more of like trying to speed read because I was getting frustrated with how long the pages were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't actually stick. I didn't actually stick to too much of the knowledge. So like yeah. normally, when I want to brush up my knowledge on a, a certain book, I'll like I'll kind of vaguely glance over it first mm. and then I'll reread it and then take notes yeah, yeah. nonstop and then like mm. test myself on the notes yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. and just keep rereading it over yeah. and over again. <laughs> Sick. repetition repetition yeah. exactly yeah, repetition man mm. so you can help ingrain something because yeah. mm. i don't like trying to read a, a ton of different books i try and read very key books that i try and put into proper practice mm. kind mm. of thing um that's why my book collection is like well only like it was like 20 books total but i was like but i've just kept reading them over and yeah. over again no, that's really good that's yeah. really good um, yeah, one book I read recently that was really, I really freaking enjoyed was, um, called the like switch and it's this FBI agent and like the like switch, you say? Yeah. The yeah, like yeah I've, I've, I've read part of that. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name, but yeah. like, it's really interesting, like how yeah. being such a likable person can, you know, people will do more for you when they oh, like 100%. You. I put that into practice all the time. Mm. Um, just mm. trying to like yeah be like be as nice as i can to people um or just be as likable as i can yeah when i can't even it's become subconscious to me now yeah. like it's hard mm. to bring up this stuff but like um yeah the more people like you the more they do for you and like just having people skills in general like you don't realize how much doors that can open for you yeah. just having people who actually enjoy your presence another book um, I think I suggested to you was that influence is your superpower. I finished mm. it. It was a really good book. Mm. Um, like how influence is so impactful into mm. our day to day. Like um, there was, there was, she was saying this one exercise she had for a class and how they were able to exchange a paperclip to a car. And it's just so crazy that how people would um, follow someone who has a purpose or a passion behind the things that you do yeah. as opposed to it being such a superficial thing mm -hmm. so like the people who were changing their paper clips for something they needed they only got to like a notebook or something small mm -hmm. but when it was there was a purpose behind the paper clip people were like oh I want to be a part of that so mm -hmm. the purpose behind it was we want to be able to change this paperclip into something that we can provide to someone like a refugee who needs things. Mm -hmm. And they were able to get that car and donate that car to a refugee. Yeah, so it's like, mad, yeah. you know, the, the, the purpose of our things, if we can make it in a way that's um, in a way to help others and that is not superficial, mm. people mm. buy into that. People mm. want to be a part of something where they can, Oh, I helped these people get to mm. where they were. It was, it's you know, something greater than yourself, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind exactly. of why religion is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? mm. well, of course, right? That's mm. why people, it's it's kind of like a, a purpose they don't have to do for themselves. It's something yeah. they can just join. They can, they can serve someone else. Serve someone else, yeah. right? Just and be a servant. And I, I noticed that like, um, and I, I can't remember who said it before, but it's generally like if you're doing something uh, your purpose is outside of yourself and it's to serve others you get the greatest fulfillment of that yes. compared mm. to just doing something purely for yourself yeah, yeah. I wrote that in my notes as well like yeah. a purpose should be something that isn't for you it's for, for other others. people right mm. that's when you really see it succeed because any type of success we need people we need mm. people yes. to succeed yeah. no oh, yeah. matter what it is no matter what mm. it is yeah it's mad, like 
massive. Yeah, it's very massive. Like, mm-hmm. The book I'm reading now, the one thing it was saying that no person is self-made. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. has had someone behind them that they've followed or has helped them. Yeah, you yes. know, in some sort of way. So it's having that purpose more than yourself, greater than yourself. That is so much more fulfilling than something that you're doing just, just for, for your your own you know accomplishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm. Shit, uh, I love it. Man. Mm. Shall we um, take this baby into landing, or is there anything else that we want to cover? I think it was pretty. It's we covered pretty, pretty, decent, pretty decent. Like, mm. she have any closing questions? Yes, we do. We actually have three closing questions. We start to ask anyone who comes in. I'm so. assuming I'm going to be put on the spot. Oh no, 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 no. you'll <laughs> be right. fine. So these three questions, you know, feel free to ask them as comfortable or as open as you like. So yep. three questions. Let's do it. Um, what are you grateful for? What have you realized? And what is a question you want to ask yourself or to the people listening? Okay, we'll start with the first one. Say it yeah. again. What is, what is something? What are, you, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for one, cliche as it sounds, being alive. Yeah. Um, to actually do what I do and just try and have any sort of impact as I can and like mm-hmm. being able to serve other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful to have the, like the physical gifts I do in mm-hmm. the sense that like, um, because that way I can better protect other people. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm grateful for living in a first world country we yeah. can actually do all these things you exactly. know I mean? at least we're not in like ukraine or anything yeah right? we don't have to think of we can think about like how we can succeed and all that kind of stuff rather than how can we just survive you know what i mean exactly um off the top of my head that's probably the main yeah. things i'm grateful for but yeah just outside of like living breathing yeah. etc like mm-hmm. i'm just i'm legitimately just grateful to be alive and just being able to do day-to-day things man because like uh because there's things like i always get put in perspective when i'm in um security work especially working in a hospital like seeing um, all these sick people all these people on like who just i'd meet them and then they die like a couple days later you know what i mean or people who are just like crippled and all that kind of stuff it really puts my life into perspective and just being grateful for just being alive and yeah. able-bodied yeah not only able-bodied but being an athlete <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? exactly. so yeah that's definitely something i'm grateful for yeah. yeah i think it's so important like every morning when i get a chance to sleep over my missus house like i wake up and i'm just like wow i'm so grateful to be alive right now right mm-hmm. and it's just how many of us take that for granted the just mm-hmm. living and mm. it's just being where being, we are man. Just, just being, being. Yeah. you know yeah. like the being in the moment i think the other day we were just talking about i was like telling you like man like we just have to embrace embrace each and every moment that we have like mm. as much as you want to look in, back into the the past to remind us of all the stuff we've been through mm. and also look forward to the future like we always yeah. have to mm. be in this moment of just living right yeah, exactly like yeah, exactly. um you know robert green right yes i heard yeah so um he's like I've heard on some of his podcasts where he talk about like he's creating a new book where it's like uh, seeing the sublime in the day-to-day life mm-hmm. where it's like being able to appreciate like just appreciate the beauty in the current the the, the, the present moment and being able to find the beauty in the little things like yes. like mm-hmm. how 
like for example <laughs> the the leaves fall in autumn or mm. something like that like mm. seeing how like the sound of a leaf hitting the floor that kind mm. of stuff like it sounds kind of woo woo to the outsider but like it's when you can actually truly appreciate that stuff you're so much more content with life yeah you know what i mean i think yes. like in those times when we were under influence of certain mm. things certain things certain yeah. things <laughs> that we will not discuss yeah. but it's so crazy how you find a greater appreciation of in this moment and just everything you're surrounded by Mm. just the world in itself like the leaves brushing and flowing together Mm. just the the air and the clouds in the sky Mm, right see sunlight just beaming on your face exactly right like just those small things Mm. Uh, we take those things for granted man like Mm -hmm. your beautiful garden man and then Mm -hmm. quagmire sitting there (laughs) so peacefully on the couch Mm -hmm. right there's so much beauty in the world but Mm -hmm. all of us because our minds are programmed to be attracted to negative mm-hmm. we always forget about those yeah. small nuances. getting caught getting caught up in the rat race as well exactly exactly and mm. i've i've been there like sometimes we've all been, we've all been there, there yeah. right sometimes yeah. it comes back you're yeah. like oh man like i'm so frustrated i want to be here i want to be there yeah. but yeah. if you look at it and anyone who looks inside your life they're like man like you guys are successful at what you're doing you're mm. successful in what you're doing mm. when someone and, tells me like will tell me like oh you're successful blah 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 like i'm like what the hell are you talking about you like yourself that, right? don't see yeah. it yeah. yeah it's like it actually boggles my mind i'm like yeah no bro i'm yeah i'm mm. so far away from where i want to be that kind of thing but then when you i think about it, i'm like oh wait like i've had some successes in my mm. life but i don't see that as successful yeah. do you know what i mean mm. like in hindsight in like hindsight, you are yeah. successful but there's yeah. something greater that you're working towards yeah, all exactly. of us mm. like vision, you have your own vision but like we just have to remind ourselves like man like i have made some wins mm. like i am succeeding but just because i'm not where i am doesn't mean i'm not successful mm. like just because mm. man you waking up in the morning that's a big success yeah. mm-hmm. people don't even wake up anymore or people yeah. wake up and they're paralyzed yeah. and mm. yeah some yeah some people where it's um for example, people who are extremely depressed. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just getting out of bed in the morning is a success for you. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the first step to being able to do anything. <laughs> like to be able to come out of that is you waking up and just that's exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Waking up and getting out of bed. That yeah. might be a big task, the biggest task for someone. Exactly. Um, but as long as they're able to do that consistently and then they start m- making more moves mm. like exactly. over time and then eventually they can try and tackle it. Yeah. You know I mean, it's never, never like, you know, always be there to uplift people and just be there just to be a good person right why do why do people bring them be bring people down there's like no point yeah it's, it's just to fool your your own ego and it's stuff. always out of insecurity man exactly yeah. exactly they there's see always... the other person as a threat yeah. it's like the, um what's it called the crab mentality the crab mentality yeah, yeah. yeah. it sucks man it sucks you're gonna everyone's gonna experience those people in their life oh, 100 mm. you just gotta remember what your vision is and why you're doing things mm. and you just stick to it just because someone else doesn't understand what you're doing even if it's people that you love they don't see what your vision is doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong you just mm. gotta stick to it and you just keep doing what you're doing that you love and eventually those things will turn to success mm. if you keep going if you keep pushing keep growing keep learning obviously this is only small part of the, the success game like there's a whole big other thing that you have to do but just doing those things consistently day by day that can help you yeah. and it also depends on what people's definition of success is exactly. as well yeah mm-hmm. exactly just know what your definition of success is mm-hmm. anyway moving on to the second question what Let's have you realized in any sense like any sense? what have you realized today what have you realized 
yesterday that was like, oh wow, like a light bulb moment for you? Hmm. Trying to figure out, uh, say something that, like, it doesn't have to be something so profound. No, right? not really. But like for me, uh, just having a, I just realized how finite our time is on earth mm. in general, like in, in life, yeah. like every um, every year goes by quicker and quicker. And if you don't start putting at least, like if you don't start putting your foot on the pedal, at least somewhat towards a greater goal, mm. it's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's obviously good to sit back and like not feel too pressured into just constantly just being hammering things out all yeah. the time. But like, you need to, I don't know, like you need to make the most of your time like mm. while we're alive because mm. it's, it's, goes by so quick man yeah i'm only like I'm, I'm i'm only 27 turning 28 mm. but like i can't imagine how quick time would be going by for those people yeah. who are like 10 years or 20 years older than me like because mm. it's time's subjective so like mm. when we were like what three years old one year would have felt like absolutely forever yeah. whereas mm. one year just goes by in the blink of an eye now mm. and then if we're 40 it's going to go even quicker mm. 50s like by the time someone's like seven years old a year is going to be like nothing like yeah mm. before you know before you know it, you're dead mm. you know what i mean mm. so yeah i just realized how much more like it's not anything new i'm saying but it's for me personally like what's like actually like being shown to me through my own day-to-day is like just yeah how short time is man mm. Mm. how yeah. short this life is yeah yes yeah make the most of it exactly make <laughs> yes. the most That's of it, it right? make yeah. the most of it so use your time as wisely as you can wisely as you or can. as in, just embracing every moment that you have exactly mm-hmm. exactly final question mm-hmm. what is the question you want to ask yourself or to the viewers listening ask myself yeah Hmm. Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question. Yeah, everyone always, tough, everyone tough. always like has a struggle with this. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a question. Why haven't I asked myself? That could be a really good question. Why what, is, what are some examples of like other, uh, other things that people said? That was another example. Um, what are you living for? What are you living for? Who am I? Who am I? Um, what did you value? last year that you don't value anymore mm-hmm. actually something i realized that i i ask myself a lot um is what do you want out of life mm. like uh, like i actually do ask myself that a lot without, like i don't even think about it too much in a sense yeah. but like in my mind i'm like what do i want what do i want mm-hmm. so yeah that's something that I, mean, I can definitely ask myself yeah. do i just answer that now it's up to you that's, <laughs> that's, that's a question for you to answer or you can answer it now if you want we'd be we'd love to hear what you'd, you'd have to say mm-hmm. so what do you want out of your life i think i well, initially said it before yeah. it's like i want to create um as much positive impact as i can before mm-hmm. before i die yeah so whatever whatever facet or whatever venture i'll, I'll do that through like whatever way i can that's that's my purpose yeah. that's what i want out of life mm-hmm. but i'm always asking myself that same question mm-hmm. because i want to see if there's any other way i could do it 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm not, I'm trying to be a multifaceted person, not just one dimensional. Like I used to be extremely one dimensional. Like I'm just a powerlifter. That's mm. that's all I am. Like I'm just a powerlifter. But like, what happens if I don't have that anymore? Yeah. Like mm. who is Chris <laughs> yeah. without powerlifting? Who are you without yeah. powerlifting? That way, like yeah. if I don't do MMA anymore, I'm still Chris. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I don't have an existential crisis again. <laughs> it's like that you know question, I mean? like, oh, um, you know, what do you do? Like, who are you? Mm. Most of us place our identity on what we, our job. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm like a brother. I'm a father. I'm, I'm this. I'm a person who does this and that, who wants to drive positive impact in life. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, if you ask the right people, it's value driven. It's value focused when it's mm. that question, but then others will be career focused. Yeah. Mm. So it's, you know. What yeah. happens if they don't, have, yeah, what happens if they don't have that career anymore? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're going to they? go, go through, through that existential crisis exactly. like we did. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I love it, man. Mm. Thank you for taking the time to join us, bro. And it was really good to see yeah. you again. It's good to see you, you sexy man. Sexy ass motherfucker. <laughs> good, to see you you both. <laughs> good to see you, bro, <laughs> man. But yeah, it's, no, it's really good to catch up with you again. Like, mm. Damn. That's no, great, man. Your time fly, uh, your flight's fast, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, because I was looking back um on my um my story archives on Instagram and I saw the um the story I posted where I was getting uh interviewed you got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in um in my at my house. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, that's already been a year. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> just go zoom, time flies. And then life just changes, right? And I realized like how much I've changed physically since yeah. then too. Like mm. when I saw that, I'm like, whoa, I used to look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, yeah. you're you're meant you were mentally sexy. And then you've got mental <laughs> texture and then your body just <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Always been a sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll close this out. Thank you for spending this time again. And worries, thank you for listening. We hope you guys stay safe. Always take care. And always choose to get up. Peace. Go get up.